Off the ball. Rugby. Well, Connacht, their skill set yeah. under Andy Friend and, and now under Pete Wilkinson and the rest of the coaches there, they were always a good sight to watch and you love to see that ambition. Join in the obsession. Subscribe now at offtheball.com forward slash join. The Koigig Pod on Off The Ball in association with Cadbury, official snack partner of the Republic of Ireland women's national team. Katie McCabe, a huge, huge goal. I'm very proud of the team's performance. We're going to go out there to beat them. We're going to try and beat them. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Koi Gig Podcast. I'm Kathleen McNamee and I am here to discuss last night's 6-1 win over Northern Ireland for the Republic of Ireland in their final Nations League Group B game. It means they finished the group with a completely uh, clean slate of wins, which is exactly what we want. Unfortunately, not a clean slate of goals. There were two conceded over the campaign with one of those coming last night. But um, it was a particularly impressive night in Windsor Park. Six different goal scorers. We had Lucy Quinn, Heather Payne, Kira Caruso, Katie McCabe, Louise Quinn and Caitlin Hayes all getting on the score sheet and something that Eileen Gleeson was very happy um, about after the game. Today, I'm not joined by one of our usual figures to talk to this. Very, very fortunate to be joined by Shamrock Rovers, Stephanie Zambra. Stephanie, how are things? I'm good, Kathleen. How are you? I'm doing good. Have you managed to thaw out from last night yet? Yeah, just about. Jesus, it was a cold night. In fairness, I, I wrapped up and a few layers underneath the coat, so uh, um, i done well to keep warm, but just a great performance and a great result. So it was an enjoyable match, which always helps. Yeah, definitely. Very different vibe to Tala, where it was just that one goal on Friday, obviously coming from a Hungarian player as well, rather than one of us. In terms of how the team set up and stuff last night, you know, Eileen Gleeson and Katie McKay were both very strong in their post-match comments, saying that they were you know, confused by why people had doubted them, doubted their motivations. We did see Gleason switch up the team a little bit. Was it kind of what you expected from them going into the game? Yeah, I don't think, for me personally, I think I doubted the motivation. I think it was just, obviously, when we played Hungary in that first game, it was a comfortable enough victory, wasn't it? It was 4-0 away from home. And I think they came in and probably surprised us more so than Ireland's not kind of, you know, I don't think it was, it was more so Hungary performed better. Um, in that in that game on Friday night. So I think it was more so from the outside did it look like, oh, we've qualified, maybe, you know, kind of see out the game and kind of um, just move on to, to the Northern Ireland game. But I think overall it showed what was getting that win. As you say, it was an own goal, but it showed that we can play, um, I suppose, not the freestyle of football that we've seen last night and still win the game, which I think is a compliment to the team, you know. But yeah, last night I think it was kind of, um, it was... Not too many shocks. Obviously, I think it was happy. I was happy to see some of the younger players and a few players get on get on um, later in the game when when the game had become more comfortable. But um, it's been a, a fantastic campaign overall. I think we have to be happy with that. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, going into this campaign, if we had thought that we would come away with the results that we have, I think we would have been pretty happy, especially with the scope of goal scorers that we've had over the last couple of weeks and the fact that it's given Carusa a bit of an opportunity, I think, to settle into that role a bit more than maybe she had the opportunity to do so before. In terms of the game last night, it kind of started very similar to the game in the Aviva in that, you know, it took about half an hour to break them down. Lucy Quinn gets a goal. The goal wasn't that dissimilar yeah. to the one that she scored on that day in the Aviva. Um, your initial impressions of that first half an hour, because Northern Ireland looked like they had set up a little bit better than they did the last time. They had a few more opportunities. 
it felt like maybe they had learned some lessons, but then it kind of came undone very quickly. Yeah, I think it, it kind of went the way we expected. Um, obviously, before the game, we were talking about Northern Ireland and Tanya Ox to be coming in. That, that was our first game in the Aviva. So you would expect coming in towards the end of the campaign that it would be a little bit better. You know, she maybe had a little bit of a a better kind of idea of how our team play and how to use our, our players. So definitely we expected Northern Ireland to be a little bit better. Obviously, they were trying to play for that playoff spot as well. So they had something to play for. So we knew it wasn't going to be an easy um, an easy start to the game. I think from my point of view, I just wanted to see the girls make sure they, they started the right way. And they did, to be fair. I think obviously it was a little bit scrappy at times. As you say, Northern Ireland had a couple of opportunities. But I think... From me, I think I just, I, I always seen if Ireland score, it did go on and win quite well, you know, that way. And, and I think it was it was great to see that. And as you say, uh, all different goal scorers, I think we became a lot more comfortable after that first goal as well. Obviously getting two in two minutes helps, you know, when going into halftime, two nil up, you're coming out with a total different mindset in terms of you've, you've got that little bit of a comfort zone, you know, you have the two nil lead. So second half was a, obviously a much better performance, but I think we always knew that first half was going to be a little bit scrappy in terms of, of Northern Ireland having something to play for. So we saw it through well, I think, and I think we played really well overall. Yeah, that second goal was kind of funny because in the press box, you know, everyone was kind of doing their bits about Lucy's goal and getting down their notes to make sure that they had it for their match reports or whatever afterwards. And then suddenly the crowd started shouting and we were all like, what happened? And there was no replays where we were sitting. So you were kind of just watching the players wheeling away, trying to work out who actually scored and managed to get it a little bit later on. Yeah, I yeah. mean, the fact that they were able to break them down, like I think there was literally 90 seconds between the two goals in, and that's including them celebrating the first goal and then getting on to Heather very quickly. Bar the goals themselves, because there were some really, really nice ones there. I mean, you obviously have to look at McCabe's goal, but I thought Louise Quinn's was a really good header, really good setup as well. She was saying after the game that um, she had spoken to the team at halftime and she'd said to Colin Healy that like, she wanted one of those crosses into the box. She was like, I know I can get my head on the end of it and score. And then, of course, the first time they attempt it, she gets the goal. But I think what was probably more promising, I suppose, from an Irish side of things is the build up to some of those goals. Um, there was the Caitlin Hayes pass to Katie McCabe and then her turn. There was a really, really nice build up from Heather Payne in one of the goals as well. In terms of that side of things, did you see an improvement from Friday night where obviously we found it quite, we were quite congested in the middle of the field and we found it really hard to kind of use the space. And obviously Windsor Park is a big pitch, so there was quite a lot of space to use. Yeah, definitely. I think um, like the players you mentioned there probably made a big difference in Keller Payne was a little bit higher up the pitch. Um, I think on Friday night at times, we kind of reverted back to what we're comfortable with and getting our players back and covering in because we couldn't kind of keep the ball. And I think there was a lot of kind of um, hungry and fairness to them. I think they set up really well on Friday night. They kept it quite narrow, which meant we couldn't get Katie McCabe on the ball, who was up in that kind of forward area beside Caruso and Denise Sullivan couldn't really get on the ball between the lines because there was no space. So that's where you need your wingbacks to be that outlet. And I think, um, obviously, bigger pitch. And I know Northern Ireland set up a little bit different, but with Heather Payne being higher up the pitch and obviously Katie playing on the left, getting high up the pitch as well, just gave us more of an outlet out wide, which then kind of opens up the spaces in, in, the, in, in the middle when they're going side to side, you can find those gaps a little bit easier. So I do think um, there were so many positive things. I think throughout the campaign as well, I think Friday was kind of the only time where I was looking kind of going, oh God, you know, we're kind of, we're not finding the right passes. We're not being comfortable in possession. I think throughout this campaign, we've been um, more of a possession-based team. We know we've been probably the better team in every game. We've been trying to hold on to the ball. And I just think Friday night, at times you're looking kind of going, 
they're in a rush to get rid of the ball. Be comfortable on the ball. Be comfortable keeping it. Wait to find your moment. And I think they've done that well last night. And obviously, as I said, it was after the two goals go in, you kind of have that little bit of a cushion to be able to say, right, we can try and do a few things now. And I think as they settled into the game, they they showed what they can do when they're confident and when they're patient in play. Yeah, and it was nice as well last night to see the fact that they were able to bring in a couple of the substitutes. Because I asked Eileen Gleeson at her press conference before this game, you know, is there anything maybe that you regret not getting the chance to do over the last couple of international breaks? And she was like, circumstances dictated this to a certain extent in terms of that very, very rainy game that we had, um, but that she didn't get an opportunity to play more players, say like the likes of Jesse Stapleton and stuff. But we got to see them coming on last night and there wasn't a massive shift in the team when they did come on in terms of performances. If anything, it was slightly elevated and we were able to keep that momentum up. Yeah, I think obviously, I think that even the likes of Jesse Stapleton, we've been speaking about her for years. She's obviously been around the squad since... Which is what, 12 or 13 or something? I think Colin Bell brought her in at. So, which is yeah, mad. Yeah, I like, saw well, that last night and I was like, <laughs> I can't believe she was there since she was 12. Or, like, what a baby. But I suppose you look at yeah. someone like Frey Healy as well in there at the moment. Like, she's what, 16, 15, yeah, just turned yeah. 16. So, yeah, no, it's brilliant to see. And as, as you mentioned, Frey Healy, I think she's had a great season with Pima and she looks a very, very capable, comfortable player on the ball. And as you said, Jesse getting on, I think that was kind of the bit one that we all wanted to see. I think when you look across the back line, um, you want to see a few young players coming through and, and I kind of was happy to see her getting on with the likes of Louise Quinn because Louise is, is such an experienced player that she can give her that little helping hand and it was it was touching from the sideline you couldn't see it on camera but we were up watching um, as Ireland got a corner kick Louise was having a really good chat with Jesse, and you can see she's just giving her a little bit of information in terms of position and stuff like that so I think that's vital for, for young players coming in that they get the chance to play with the likes of Louise Quinn and, and learning those big moments and I think last night was the perfect chance to bring them on and in fairness to Ireland, I think she has brought on players as well against Albania at home. We've seen Erin McLaughlin getting on and doing quite well. So there's been a few players kind of from the league getting opportunities too, which is nice to see. And I think she's done that as best she could. Obviously, as you mentioned, that game in Albania was a little bit crazy, you know, and, and obviously she got to start a few players in that game, which was nice. So I think overall in the campaign, she's done her best to give players opportunities and she's had a look at different things and, and tried um, different uh different ways of playing and trying to encourage the girls to get on the ball and be a little bit more confident, which I think is something that we've probably lacked at the World Cup. You know, obviously in the lead-ups to the World Cup, Vera made a, a point of talking about playing higher opposition and, and playing against better teams. And obviously it's a little bit different when you're playing against better opposition. But if you're playing them in friendlies, you have to get to a stage and we're capable of, of being able to do what we're doing against the lesser teams. So hopefully this experience in, in League B and, and being able to... to dominate possession and do what we can do. Hopefully we can take that into League A now and obviously it won't be as maybe we don't dominate possession as much but when we do have the ball we can show what we can do you know that way I think that's important to be able to do that. Yeah, I was joking with Eileen on Friday in Tala that she's brought us to absolutely lashing torrentials, stormy rain. We've got freezing cold conditions. And I was like, when are we getting our sunny trip in January? <laughs> where Where is our fair weather cab to recover from the last couple of weeks? Yeah, no, you're totally right. And I think we, I, there's something, I know going into this Nations League campaign when it was initially um, announced and you know it was understood that we were going to be in League B when I was doing the podcast with Emma Byrne and Karen Duggan which is kind of funny now you look at Emma being in the actual coaching setup you know but both of them were angry that they were that we were in there and they were like we're we're better than this and I like I didn't disagree with them but there was a part of me that was like well maybe this is something that we need right now in this moment in time 
And it's funny, I haven't talked to Emma as much about it because obviously she has been in the international camp, so she hasn't been with us during those times. But Karen especially would say that, you know, there was there was definitely something learned over the last couple of international breaks and it was something maybe this team needed after the World Cup and after those performances in terms of rebuilding that confidence. Is that something that you would agree with? Like, obviously you always want to be playing at the best level that you can, but there was definitely a lot more that we took out of this than maybe people initially expected when it was first announced that we were going to be playing in the Nations League. Yeah, look, and I think the most promising thing is that we've proven throughout our performances in this campaign that we are better than this, you know, and I think that's something that we can take from it. I think we've we've kind of, and I said it last night on TV, I think we've kind of breezed through it really, haven't we? Which mm. is nice to say as an Irish fan watching the games, like you're not kind of, you know, hoping that we don't concede goals. You're not kind of hoping that we're just holding on and not losing. It was more so we're going out and taking the game to the opposition and we're playing good football. We're scoring goals. It's exciting to watch. And again, I think that can help shift the mindset away from being that team that are just hard to beat. You know, if you can go into games like we have in this campaign and and express yourself and get the confidence from, for players like Carusa, who's been excellent, I think, through this campaign. And mm. um, obviously, Katie McCabe is is for me at the peak of her career at the moment. She's just playing unbelievably for Arsenal and um, Ireland but I think when you can get players playing with that confidence you hope then that when the better games do come along they can then bring that into that so I do think it has been um, has been good to get these games um, but again I think we have proven throughout the campaign that we're a level above now and that's credit to the squad and, and credit to Eileen and all our staff I think they've done really well and I think they deserve a lot of credit for for bringing that confidence out of the team because I think after the World Cup there was a little bit of a lull you know there was a kind of We've gone to the World Cup, we've done so well to get there. There was a huge hype around the games. And like, I think a lot of the players were disappointed with how the, the World Cup went in the end. You know, obviously it was a big step up to play at our first major tournament. But I think we've proven that we can play football and we can we can compete a little bit better, you know. So hopefully um, coming into to next season and obviously there's the, the February friendlies and later in that, then we'll be kind of finding out who we have in League A and then we can go into those games feeling confident that we're, we're capable of doing um, the right things and, and playing good football and scoring goals. And I think that was kind of the best thing that we could take from this campaign. Yeah, I think you're so right there and especially about the point of bringing in like Eileen and her staff because it was really noticeable last night talking to all the players, how many of them wanted to mention without us even having asked a question. You know, we might ask a question about Eileen or about the team. They all brought up the backroom team and what they had contributed. And I thought it was interesting, something I've just noticed over the last couple of times watching the team. And I'm not sure if it comes out that clearly on television, because obviously you're getting shown particular shots. But whenever it was Vera there, if say there was a break in play and the team were over talking to her, it was always her giving instructions. But I've noticed the last couple of times that whenever the team are over at the sideline with Eileen, there's Eileen there. Emma Byrne is also giving instructions to someone. Colin Healy is giving instructions to someone. And they all just seem to know exactly who they want to talk to. You know, like I noticed last night that one stage Emma Byrne was, Courtney had just made a save. It wasn't a particularly big shot or anything. It was a safe enough save, but Emma was straight to her demonstrating something that she could have done better and Courtney was like taking it in and then Emma was pulling like Katie for a chat and then Colin was pulling two other players Eileen was talking to two other players and it seems like a real sort of group effort amongst them in terms of how they want this team to operate 
Yeah, no, definitely. And I think you can see that Eileen seems very happy with her coaching staff. And she mentioned that after the game, didn't she? That it's a team effort and it's not just herself doing this. And I think you can see that for me. I think Colin Healy seems to, to have a big influence. He seems to be a really good coach by all accounts. And obviously, when you look at Emma Byrne, you just have to look at her, her career. You know, there's, there's huge respect for her from all the players. So to have somebody like that within the squad is obviously going to be helpful. And I think it's, it's nice to see that, as you say, because... <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me, in the past, maybe it would have just been Vera kind of giving out the instructions and, and you might not have had as much influence from the assistants and stuff like that. So I think that is a nice thing to see. And I think it's 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 good for the whole squad to have different voices as well. You know, I think that can be important too. Yeah. And especially, I suppose, with how everything ended with the Vera Power Rain, it was important to bring in people who knew Irish football, but also knew the team really well, you know, Louise, again, was chatting last night about Eileen and saying, you know, it's, this isn't like the first time in her career that she's come in and given her something massive. She's been there for so much of it and she wouldn't be where she is now without the influence of her on her football and on her life. So there, I think it was probably important at this stage that there was someone who came in who had a good relationship, especially as an interim manager, because you don't have a lot of time to acclimatise yourself with the team before you're possibly being moved on. Um, the lads and off the ball breakfast were joking this morning that just like any time there's something in Irish football where they need a manager to come in, Eileen can just step in, get a 100% record and become like the most successful Irish manager in the history of all time, which I mean, I, I wouldn't be against it. I wouldn't be against it. In terms of focus now, it's going to be, we've kind of gone into another strange period where there's uncertainty over who's going to take over the role permanently. We've obviously got the qualification to League A. We also have to kind of deal with the general come down from the year that are like whatever reflections players are going to have. You know, anytime you talk to most of them, they're just like, oh, I haven't really thought about it yet. And obviously the season is still ongoing. So they still have quite a lot of games between now and Christmas anyways. But it's a big enough task for whoever comes in in the new year to kind of I refocus minds or I, I I don't want to fall down the hole of the team thinking that I'm like questioning motivations or anything again I'm just like as a general human you know it's a lot to take in it's been a pretty big year and there's a lot of big changes happening yeah look it's it's been a, an unbelievable year for women's football here in Ireland obviously qualifying for the World Cup and then everything that's happened since you know I think the girls deserve to enjoy the moment as well and to live in that moment I think they've they've uh obviously earns the right to kind of have that little bit of, you know, it's it's, it's not very often that we're winning games 6-1 and we're, we're having those moments in games. So I think they do enjoy, they earned the, uh, earned the chance to enjoy that moment, you know, and as you say, a lot of the players are still playing, so they have that focus at their club now too. I think for me, obviously, the new manager coming in, I think more than ever, there's, there's an expectancy on the team now. You know, we've qualified for, that was kind of the thing that we needed to get over, you know, qualifying for major tournaments. We've done that. We've come into this campaign and as you say, Ireland's had the most successful reign possible in in a campaign in terms of our results and, and the goals and like how many different goal scorers and everything like that. So we've had a really good kind of year. And I think whoever comes in has got to have um has got to be of a high calibre, you know, and that's kind of something that I think the FEI needs to look for. Um I think Eileen in fairness to her has probably put herself in the best position possible to to maybe take it, but obviously she has she's probably deflected that every time she's been asked the question. Um but I think coming into twenty twenty four, going into League A, it's gonna be a big jump from League B. And I think we have to expect that as fans. It's not gonna be 
maybe the same free flow and dominating possession football, but whoever comes in has got that expectancy on them now to to produce results, to to play good football, to show that we're not just a nation of lump it and run and defend well, you know, what we've always been and what we've always been known of. I think we've 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 turned the corner now, you know, we've become a team that we have good players, we're able to play good football and, and we're able to get good results. So whoever comes in is going to have that expectancy on them. Yeah, and there's an exciting line of younger players coming up through the ranks as well, which is nice like to know that, you know, you talked about, say, Jesse Stapleton getting on and getting to play alongside Louise Quinn. We saw the likes of Izzy Atkinson, what she can learn from playing alongside Katie McCabe with her general hope to be the future Katie McCabe, um, should it so pass. So it's definitely, there's a lot of potential there. And I think when you talk about expectation, the team also expects it of themselves now, which is a massive difference because before there wasn't that same sort of confidence or even knowledge that it was possible. In terms of what you would like from whoever does come in as a new manager, obviously the main thing is qualify for the Euros. But if we're looking at the development of this team or where this team is going, you know, what what sort of manager that's out there at the moment should we be hoping for? Yeah, look, I've obviously been asked this question loads in terms of who do you think is going to take the job? Who who would be your choice? And honestly, like, I don't really have any idea who I'd pick at the moment. It's a difficult one because most of the successful managers are in good jobs. Um, it's going to be very hard to entice them away. Um, I think, as I said before, I think the manager that comes in has to have um, a forward thinking. Like, I think, obviously, Vera had done a great job in getting us to the World Cup, but I think it came to a stage where we kind of all felt, right, it's time for the next step. So whoever comes in has got to have that motivation and drive to keep pushing us forward and to say keep qualifying for tournaments. Um, I think Ireland has done a really good job, as you say, bringing in the youths. So I'd like to see somebody coming in who has an interest in developing the league here in Ireland and hoping kind of to try to get players through. I know Eileen in her role as director of football, women's football will be looking to do that as well. But I think overall, whoever comes in, I think just has to have that um, that ambition to to use this team to, to their potential and, and really kind of push us on. Because as you say, the players now, their mentality has shifted. We've become a team that that wants to win, that wants to qualify for tournaments. We've had that taste for it. So if a manager comes in now and starts kind of bringing us back and sitting in and, and you know, it, it, it changes that mentality again, it's not going to be good for the team. So I hope whoever does come in has that drive. And uh, you'd imagine they will, you know, no manager's going to come in and be like, mm. right, we're not going to qualify for a tournament. <laughs> we won't worry about that. So they're obviously going to have that. So that's 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 a given, you know, but I think, um, as I said, I think whoever comes in, um, I hope they can use the team in the right way. And as I said, give young players an opportunity to come through because like, I was only talking to Anya last night, obviously Anya's been a, a big part of the squad over the years, but she's she said to me, like I was looking around me kind of going, there's good enough players here, it's time for me to step away, you know, and she felt the time was right for her because there are players there who can step in and take that, take up the mantle as such. So, so hopefully that manager can definitely try and bring those young players through as well. Yeah, and there's enough experience in the team as well to assist anyone who does come in not to put you on the spot at this, but um, if we were to reflect on Ireland's year, and I'm looking specifically with the national team, not club performance. And we know, you know, McCabe, like she's in the form of her life. Denise Sullivan, brilliant as always. But if you were to choose a player that's maybe had like their breakthrough year with the national team, who would you go for and why? Um, I think this is quite an easy one. I'm not not saying that no one else has, but I think Carusa. I mm-hmm. think she's been outstanding. I think... We've missed that number nine as well. I think obviously as an Irish player up front, I've played there before. At times you can just be 
you're just running around, you know, you're just chasing balls. You're just kind of being an outlet for balls over the top. Heather Payne done it for long enough in terms of just being that player who was just getting into, running into the channels and trying to carry the ball. And I think with Carusa, she has, and she mentioned that last night in her post-match interview, she has different attributes, which is great to have in a centre forward. You know, I think she's obviously scoring goals now, which is a, a huge part of the game. She's managed to have that link up with, with the likes of Katie and, and sometimes Lucy Quinn and a few other players. So I think for me, she's been the big one for me who's come up and, and really shown what she's about. Um, I think you ex- just expect it from Katie and Denise now, which is probably bad. Like, you're kind of like, oh, I've got to get that from them anyway. So um, I think Caruso for me has been a, a really good player this year. As I said, not just her goals, but her all-rounds link-up play. She can drop in, she can hold it up, she can set it, she can make runs in behind. And I think as a team, that gives you so many different options. And as a manager coming in, you're looking at her kind of going, right, I can play kind of a lot of different ways with her. I think that's really, really important. I think she's been, as I said, she's probably been the most. Um, and I've seen when I was in the squad, the, the potential that she had there. And I've, mm. I've seen her obviously come on in games. You're looking at her kind of going, you're trying to figure out what she is as a player as such. But I think she's really found her feet um, in this campaign. And obviously in the World Cup, I thought she'd done quite well as well. She's probably one of our better players. So it's great to see her kind of um, progressing and, and becoming the player she has been in this campaign. Definitely feels like we've underutilized her in the past, but yeah, that she's she's found the sort of player that she wants to be, and I think she's really enjoyed the fact as well. She's been getting that service, as you said, which yeah. probably wasn't there before. But now that we've proven we can do it and it works, it's great. And like even if you look at the, some of the stuff that she does off the ball, just like her work rate is insane. She's always you know chasing closing down players when she has to and then getting herself in great positions to get those goals as well. So very much an all-round sort of player. A final one, Stephanie, before I let you go just on your own season. How are you feeling now that the season is over? All good or a bit disappointed with how it ended? Uh, very disappointed, I would say, in how it ended. It's obviously, um, going to Rovers, um, being around the club, obviously the men's team winning four in a row. There's, there's a, a mentality at the club of winning and wanting to win trophies and um, obviously coming in and the semi-final against Shells is probably the one that we'll look back on and kind of go, should have done better there. You know, we'd obviously beaten them the week before in the league and maybe a little bit of complacency after that league game. It can be difficult to play teams two weeks in a row and, and, and have the same level of result and the same level of um, performance. Um, but yeah, disappointing overall. I think, look, we have to be honest, uh, first season together with the girls, obviously a lot of different players coming from different clubs. Um, it took us a while to settle into the league. I think we had quite a few draws in the early stages of the season, which when we look back on, we probably thought we should have done better and got wins in those games. But um, overall, look, obviously disappointing because you want to win trophies and you want to have something to show for at the end of the season. But I think it's been a great learning curve. I think we'll take a lot of the hurt from this year and bring it into next year. Um, obviously a very good squad, really good coaching staff and, and and the right things are in place for us to succeed. So it's just about how we step it up next season and, and hopefully bring it to another level. And, and as I said, hopefully come away with something at the end of the season. Well, there's definitely plenty to build on for you guys there. Um, although Karen Duggan will have my head if I say anything nice <laughs> about Shamrock Rovers on this podcast. But uh, I wish you the best, Stephanie, <laughs> with the season next year when it comes. Thank you very much for joining us. I really do appreciate the Koi Gig Pod on Off the Ball is brought to you by Cabri, official snack partner to the Republic of Ireland women's national team. I hope everyone is getting lots of nice selection boxes already in for Christmas. Um, as I said earlier, there is still plenty of games left in the WSL season. So we will be still 
coming into your lovely ears every Tuesday morning. But for now, enjoy the fact that Ireland have topped Group B in the Nations League. We are the only team to do so in that side of the draw. And uh, it's been a pretty great season in general. So, yeah, if you have any thoughts on that, get them into us at Off The Ball uh, or else at The Koi Gig Pod. And uh, we shall see you all next week. The Koi Gig Pod on Off The Ball in association with Cadbury, official snack partner of the Republic of Ireland women's national team.